Okay, so we're going to have to draw it to a close. That's literally our five minutes. And uh, if you want to carry on after the service and tell each other what the gospel is, if we haven't finished doing that, then that'd be absolutely awesome. But um, I gave you a short period of time because when we're talking to other people, they might not have like 20 minutes. They might have five minutes or we might have five minutes with them. And in that five minutes, we need to make it count if we want to tell them the gospel. So here's a challenge. Let's all of us, and I say this to myself more than any of you, because I tell you, I find this incredibly difficult. Let's try this week to tell one person the gospel of Jesus Christ this week. Let's have a go. So that's one way that we stay awake. The second thing that we do to stay awake is I want you to look around this room at your brothers and sisters in Christ. Take a good look at one another. Have a good, good look at one another. (laughs) Now, why have I asked you to look at one another? Because... The second thing to do with staying awake is that we've got to take Jesus' command to love one another 100% seriously. And I really feel that these two things go hand in hand. Why is it that God wants us to come together as a collective? He wants us to come together as a collective because as we come together, we become into the way together. We express his love to one another and then out into the world. But also, it's because as we tell people the gospel of Jesus Christ, we find out that people reject us. We find out that people abandon us as we hold it out. If you remember the early church, were about 3,000 people, and they were seen as a sect. They had one another, and they lost everyone else. They're standing in society. Their families their friends, maybe their businesses, everything they lost, what they were left with was one another. And in that place of having to depend on one another for comfort and for encouragement and for being family, I believe they took Jesus' command to love one another seriously to the point where they shared everything they had with one another, so no one would be without. No one would be in need. And I believe that in the Western church, and that includes us, that in the Western church, we've got to get back to that place of really depending upon one another, of truly loving one another, of really a coming together You know, when I hear about the early church, they met together, not just on Sundays, not just on the Sabbath, but regularly. And I don't know about you, but we can can kind of fall into a trap of just meeting together on Sundays and in church services. But as we do the thing that Jesus wants us to do, as we actually tell people the gospel and make it our business, we will then depend on one another more and more closely. And I really feel that we have to get back to that place. 
This might be a really naive thing to say, and I have absolutely no evidence, and I'm kind of rolling my eyes as I say it. I believe that the persecuted church, that they do this, that they love one another, depend one another, that there's no argument with each other, but instead there's an actual dependence. We need one another for comfort and for uh, security and for encouragement. And until we do the first thing, that is tell the gospel, we won't do the second thing properly because we don't need that intense comfort and we don't ban that intense dependency until we start seeing people abandon us because of what we hold out. So that's the second thing. The third thing, how do we remain staying awake, is that we must pursue holiness as individual people and as a collective. It has to be on our agenda. It has to be on my agenda. You know, it says in Ephesians, uh, which one is it? Ephesians 4 verse 27. It says, do not let, do not give the devil a foothold. Do not give the devil a foothold. If we pursue holiness, we won't allow the devil to get a foothold. If we actually say, I want to be more like Christ tomorrow than today, and actually make it our business to do that, and to encourage one another to do that, and to comfort one another when we fail to do that. As a collective, we can help one another to pursue it. Because these people who have the mark of the beast and worships his image, they're not pursuing holiness. And I don't think that this kind of happens overnight. I think humanity slips and slips and slips. It's morality and slips and slips and slips. And as Christians, we can also be dragged into that decline of morality unless we pursue holiness. Be set apart, be holy, want to actually be like Jesus in our thoughts, in our words, and in our deeds. And especially, and I'm going to say this to myself, and especially behind closed doors when nobody else is watching to our nearest and to our dearest. Because if we don't pursue holiness, if we carry on doing things that will make us shamefully exposed, you know, sometimes I can shout at my kids, and if I did that in here, I would be shamefully exposed. Do you see what I mean? We can do and say things in private that if we did it in here, we would be absolutely shamed. And I know that's true of myself. And so I know that I have to rid that of myself and pursue holiness. They're the three things I believe that we to stay awake. We're all knowers. We're preachers of righteousness. We're to love one another as we are preachers of righteousness so that we depend on one another and we pursue holiness. We actually want to be more like Jesus tomorrow than we are today.
So let's pray.